Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full-on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Laura. How are you? Super good. Super ready to talk about writing. It has been a while. Christmas. I don't think it has, actually. (laughs) It's true. This one's actually being recorded earlier than we would usually record, so I also just feel like I haven't seen you. True. I mean, I feel like, yeah, life takes over, doesn't it? December is just like a void of stuff, a lot of things that I did and I don't remember any of them. Yeah. And considering it's January now and it's 2024. Yeah, when this comes out, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So bad at this. (laughs) It's confusing Um, otherwise. It's absolutely not confusing. I don't even do maths and I can work it out. Yeah, we recorded this the day it came out, obviously, because we have the time for that. (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's many years that we can get better at it. (laughs) Uh, Um, So it is the start of the year when this comes out. This will be our first episode of 2024. And we decided that we were going to do something fun that we really like to do, which is talk about old books that we book ideas that we have that are in our pile of shame that we never completed (laughs) yeah because it's fun to look like go through all the books that we ideas that we had and then get either re-inspired by them or be like oh my god what was I thinking yeah so that's what we're gonna do today do you want to go first or you want me to go first uh you can go first all right I will start with, this one is just titled The Maze, The Sphere. Ooh, is this influenced by um, Maze Runner? Yeah, I think it is. (laughs) I could not tell you when I came up with this idea. So it's basically about, it's kind of like Maze Runner meets Hunger Games, which I'm pretty sure I probably read both of those like at a similar time. Yep. So the story idea was basically there's like this society that lives underground in a giant metal sphere and they're running out of room for the population. And so like criminals get executed like for like little things. Children get sent to prison. But when they turn 18, they are given the opportunity to either be killed because they can't go back to society because there's no room or they can risk going through like the tunnels to like make their way to the surface which has been, oh. like, you know, like, nuked thousands of thousands of years ago. Yeah. Kind of thing. So that's, like, the premise of it. And I guess the story is, like, about a bunch of kids who decide to risk going to the surface, all of them having, like, different um, reasons for why they were arrested, like, some actually bad and some, like, not so bad kind of things. And yeah. Yeah. I guess the story follows them making their way and either, like, splitting into groups or pairing up together Hunger Games-ish style, trying yeah. to make their way out of the maze, maze runner style. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the main character was apparently a girl whose dad was a security specialist, so she, like, has a lot of, like, knowledge about systems for the, oh, the yeah. sphere and stuff. 
And because because when you think about it, how realistic is it that a teenager listens to their parent, right? <laughs> I've seen all these potholes in our books. How realistic I'm, is it that a teenage, like a bunch of teenagers, 18-year-olds who are like let loose and like go find yes. your way out and survive? They've and- never been out into the world. They're like, just go for it. <laughs> so it was, yeah, what else happens in it? Just like the team, they she like makes some friends of some people and there's like, bad children <laughs> as well yeah I'm how gonna... far did you get into it like what's the what's i literally the just brainstormed it that's it there's literally only yeah but that can be quite a that can be quite a high word count for you okay it's true it, okay it's only like a thousand words of a brainstorm oh yeah yeah it's like the did you write premise. any of it no <laughs> i had characters characters yep. um there was the female protagonist, the male protagonist, the lone survivor, the tech girl, the medic guy. <laughs> this is what <laughs> I named them. <laughs> oh was there God. any romance in it? Always, always. There's like a mm-hmm. male and female protagonist. When I was going through these earlier, because I was trying to find ones that I hadn't talked about before, there was a stage where I my med protagonists were all called Kara there were like three different books that I clicked on and really? they were all called Kara because I apparently yeah. really liked the name Kara at the time yeah and I needed a filler name so that's what happened with that it was so this to- person's also called Kara no this one wasn't called Kara huh? I think the <laughs> other one that I'm going to talk about her name might have been Kara yeah her name was Kara um it was gonna be a first person point of view from the male um protagonist apparently I thought about making it just a standalone story which is pretty cool I could have just like written that and been done oh yeah it, I mean which is unusual then, for me back then standalone was like unheard of it says standalone story question mark <laughs> oh <laughs> can I be bothered writing anymore <laughs> standalone is like where I'm at now standalone story is like complete story in one is so good yeah um what and, else uh, do you think do you think that you'll ever pick up pick it up and write it now that you've revisited it <laughs> I, like reading it I'm like oh yeah I really like this story will I ever probably get to it probably not I have yeah. so many other things to write which is like the problem there's just not enough time with the books yeah. I've already got going I've got three books on the go currently and like one of them has a, is its own series no two of them are their own series one of yeah. them is a standalone like and I do feel like sometimes our earlier works are so heavily influenced by other works that sometimes it's just like eh, yeah there's no point in rewriting that because it's you'll find that most of the plot is very similar to some of the other stories yeah, that are very, very popular <laughs> Hunger Games Maze Runner it's very YA it, yeah, it's kind of not the yep. even like the sort of style of stuff I would want to write now either I like yeah. I feel like I'm not, the stuff I write now is not very, like, young YA. It's more, like, upper Mm -hmm. YA towards, like, even adults. And quite heavy into the fantasy and magic stuff. Yes. I do love a dystopian, though. I'm still a big fan of dystopian and vampires. Like, I feel like we live in a dystopia, to be honest. (laughs) I still have a vampire dystopian book I want to write. Like, that is on my list of books. Do you? Oh, see, I'm just waiting for vampires to come back around. (laughs) We need some good vampire literature to. Yeah, we do need another vampire book. Well, I had like the, the, what's the prequel 
Hunger Games movie that came out this year. Well, oh, yeah, I haven't read that. I haven't read it either. Lyle watched it the other day. Do you like he, it? He watched all of the Hunger Games movies again and then watched the prequel. He was like, the first half was really good and then the second half was really shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. It's like, it's about President, it feels like it's like. Yeah, it's a bit of an romanticizing story. president snow who's the bad dude in the yeah who was like such a villain like yeah child killer so I, I really had no interest in reading or watching the movie like i yeah. love hunger games hunger games is like one of my favorite books from back then loved the first one second one was really good hated the third one much like divergent loved the first one second one was okay hated the third mm. one yeah but we've gone off topic. So yeah, that was my story about like Maze Runner Hunger Games murdering children murdering each other to survive with yeah. a little bit of romance. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell me about one of your books. Okay. So while we're on the train of um being heavily influenced by <laughs> young adult, famous young adult books. Okay. This story is called Spotlighter. I can't remember why it's called Spotlighter. I think it has okay. something to do with. with a skill that the main character has. I can't quite remember. So this is a vampire <laughs> young adult. My immediate thought was like if they had like superpower spotlights from their hands. <laughs> what would it do? <laughs> well, it's a vampire. Maybe they like kill vampires with their sunlight hands. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. I'm just going to take that plot note there. Um, pop that in. Um, no, it's so it's a it's heavily uh, influenced by one of the most popular vampire novels at the time. Of Twilight, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was just having a quick look at it before, and it almost just like scene for scene, <laughs> the openness. <laughs> so what we've got is we've got our main character whose name is Eve, and it's funny you say that Kara thing because I feel like I did that with Eve and like all sorts yeah, of versions of Eve, Eve Evie. <clears throat> I've used it in another story. Was it in um, the, the sure. zombie one? I feel like you have called another character yeah, before. Potentially. And I think she comes up in another, not the same person, <laughs> in another vampire one that I have. Can you imagine writing a series of books that was just like different genres and the main character was the same <laughs> character from every book and they just like travel <laughs> between different books but they don't have yeah. any clue? It's like we should do it. We should do it. A, a shared story. Yeah, we should do a shared story. And you are in control of Kara, and I'm in control of Eve. Whatever genre you want, every chapter doesn't matter. That'd be it's funny. Just like the Eve and Kara chronicles, and it's just like multiverse. Like, what if this character, this one character, was in this situation? And there's just like a, a whole <laughs> series of different books about it. I love that. Yeah. Mine would still be heavily influenced. Twilight obviously that book I think it that book must have got me back in the day um so we've got Eve she has two parents uh but they're separating they've separated she lives with her dad mum slightly less reliable <laughs> um but her dad's going overseas for work specifically to Hong Kong don't know what he does must be something important um <laughs> So she's going to live with her mum temporarily for the summer. Okay. So 
Um, her mum has a boyfriend called Craig. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if she's met before. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, and also the place that they live is essentially like a hot desert environment like Arizona. So <laughs> so you kind of went like the opposite of what Pilot was. You're like, I wanted to be yeah. the same story, but like it was set in a misty forest that was really cold. Yeah. So I'm going to sit in a desert. And yeah. she's gonna say she's gonna go stay with the mum instead of the dad. Yeah. And that's I know enough. That, so <laughs> they she gets there and the mum takes off for some reason. Can't remember what it is. But it's like a normal right. reason. It's yeah. not like flighty okay, people don't need parents. Yeah, she's considered to be a little bit flighty, but as you know, <laughs> parents and YA, I mean they've been done dirty many times. But yeah. she I think she has a job thing to do. Um, so she has this opportunity that comes up. So she takes it, leaves. So it's Eve and Craig for the summer. And um, so it's kind of like looking at that like awkward, like, you know, in Twilight, how the dad and Bella are kind of awkward mm-hmm. getting to know each other. It's playing off that. And so they're living together in the mum's house He's uh he's an ambulance driver person. A paramedic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, they don't just drive the ambulance. No, yeah, that's why I was like, twice. I know they do more than drive. Yeah, he's a paramedic. <laughs> so he works like kind of funny hours. Um, And so she gets there and she doesn't really have a lot to do because she doesn't have any friends there. Her mum's gone. Craig's working random hours. Um, And so she's kind of just like left alone to this desert place and so she um she gets a bicycle she gets like a a blue cool little bicycle with a basket on the front and that's like her mode of transport that's how she gets around um and so she's riding a bike around one time uh and then then, uh she's sort of like accosted by a bunch of vampires right Mm -hmm. of course as you are maybe also inspired by buffy a little bit (laughs) you get into it sort of changes from twilight to buffy um (laughs) and then so she doesn't have a clue that they're vampires she doesn't know what's going on and then a blonde-haired hot guy comes out of nowhere um and (laughs) i think his name is william let me just uh scroll down (laughs) through all the angst and all the terrible prose (laughs) so you've actually written Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, definitely. Most of mine are just brainstorms that I never went anywhere with. Apparently she's talking to Pete and Trent, so I don't know who they are. (laughs) I have no, who's Mikey? I don't, oh, she gets a job. No, she gets a summer job at the bicycle store. That's how she gets her bike. (laughs) And so Mikey is the mechanic. Not William. I have a feeling that yeah. Okay, so she meets this group of dudes. I used to work at a bicycle store, by the way. So this is are they the completely accurate? People at the bicycle store, or are they just her friends? Are the people at the bicycle store the vampires? Or no? Okay, they're just her (laughs) friends. I can see why you'd be confused in the way that I'm (laughs) delivering this story. (laughs) No, so she she gets a job because she has nothing to do and no money, uh, and she works at the bicycle store. So she gets her bicycle. She's friends with the mechanic, who's Mikey. And then it looks like Pete and Trent are also working there. 
Um, yeah, and so fast forward back to she's riding a bike around town and then gets like accosted by uh, a bunch of guys or a guy. I can't, I can't remember. Um, and Mikey happens to be there. I'm pretty sure he's hot and blonde because all just, of them I'm were that sure all of my yeah there wasn't much variety white hot blonde um, man yeah, pretty much <laughs> sorry um at least this is not published and I know I feel like so happy that there's so much more diversity in my books as I've gotten older and yeah. like my world the view has been like the times were so different and like that's true the that's true 10 years ago you wouldn't see any like queer oh. or like other racial uh, other racial representation in books at all yeah it was white the occasional token yeah it was particularly i mean you got some dramas that would deal with like specific situations that i don't feel like you'd have like a queer character where the queerness wasn't like the entire plot of the book like yeah, them like coming out or whatever yeah. yeah and like everyone being uncomfortable with it and it's just like well they can do other things too you know they can be vampires <laughs> we've come um, a long way and it's great yeah so so mikey like scares off the vampires uh because it turns out that they are <laughs> oh this is what the spotlight thing come from he's like a <laughs> vampire hunter so there's like a well-known vampire problem mm-hmm. in this town um and him and his group of bicycle mechanics <laughs> Uh, it's a great profession. I'm not knocking the profession. <laughs> it just makes me giggle um, that this is where my brain went. Uh, so they're there to protect the town from the vampires uh, and they're called spotlighters because they can tell who's a vampire and who's not. Naturally. Yeah, um, I believe that's that's what it is. So there's that part. And then I know that there's also, and so she sort of befriends them and eventually she finds out their secret. I haven't got that far. But there's also a, she goes to the library because what YA protagonist isn't a book nerd? <laughs> could live without being a book nerd. Yes. So she goes to the library and she's looking for a specific book. Can't remember what for. And she goes into like the basement part to look for a specific book. And obviously she meets a dark and shadowy guy who also happens to be hot, but this time he's dark, haired, <laughs> and hot, okay? So that's yeah. how you tell the difference between yeah. the One's going to be blonde. The bad boy has to yeah. have dark hair. He's, he's also suspiciously pale, but, <laughs> you know, um, she doesn't think anything of it. And they kind of strike up a friendship. And so basically she goes to the um library sometimes and strikes up friendship with the weird guy in the basement which also sounds awful um and he turns out to be a vampire maybe his name's william i know there's a william there somewhere um and so that's where everything gets tricky because she is kind of uh supposed to like mikey to start off with and then when she finds out all about that, she's like, oh, yeah, I could help out. And then she also kind of has a secret friend in the basement who's a vampire, obviously. And they kind of, she kind of likes him as well. So, uh, okay. but Mikey and the vampire don't know about each other yet. And then obviously I haven't really built out what they're all there to do <laughs> other than yes. kill each other. But yeah, that's Spotlighter in that's a cool. nutshell. That's Twilight. I mean, Spotlighter. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. 
<laughs> so much stuff about bikes. <laughs> I used to work at a bike store and it would have been about this time that I was writing it. And like, there's a very like, like I remember it was always like really like friendly, but you'd have like a bunch of mechanics and then a bunch of salespeople and then, you know. Okay. I don't know. The mechanics always seem to be dudes <laughs> at that okay. time and that place. So I I don't think they're this. I don't think I've based them off any characters in there. Just but I've like, just given them the skills that I've seen people do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and will I, you I, be going back to this book ever? Um, I when vampires think come back around. Sometimes I read. I'd probably read it again. Would I finish it? I like the aesthetics and the vibe that I was going for. And I like some of the characters. And I think it's freaking hilarious that it's a bike bike mechanics running around saving the world from vampires. Um, so maybe, probably not in the next year because I don't know <laughs> if you've listened to the goals thing, but there's a lot going on. But, yeah, I, I like it. How, um, I'll just how much, how see many how many words I've done. Oops, don't open everything else. Um, <clears throat> Yours seem to always have, be, like, at least partly written, and most of mine are just, like, I brainstormed an idea and it never went Oh, yeah. Anywhere. I went hard. But then you brain, like, you brainstorming takes a That's lot of true. words. Yeah. Um, is- I Yeah, 11,327 words. Yep, pretty good. Fully formed chapters. Oh. Oh, there's quite a, yeah, there's quite a lot. Oh, and I was going to, I've got a note here that I was going to start writing it from different points of view, which I didn't, I, you'll know that I've never done that before. <laughs> I and I did not. Oh, do you, <laughs> Why? Eve, Eve attracted one vampire that night on the bridge who told others of her delicious scent. Now this is, I've obviously written like a, a blurb. Now, unbeknownst to her, she is hunted by vampires, sinister souls of the night, and Pete Mansfield is the only one who can protect her. Night after night, he watches over her house. Tirelessly, he fights to protect her from evil she doesn't know about, and he'd prefer to stay, he'd prefer she stay innocent and ignorant of the world, but he knows he is falling for her, but he cannot, why do I keep saying but? (laughs) But he cannot be with her every day for his safety um <laughs> he's not a vampire though right he must he's keep a bike. distance i'm i'm pre- i thought pete was mikey <laughs> pete, wait is pete the, he's from the bike names store? don't names <laughs> don't matter here um can he resist temptation what the she is, is so fragile. <laughs> she's so fragile and unsuspecting that he feels overly <laughs> protective of her he doesn't so want fragile. emotions clouding up his mind they are dangerous and frivolous <laughs> the life of a spotlighter is one of sacrifice no choices and there is the mystery of why she attracts vampires like a sunny day attracts beachgoers <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good oh and i've done like a little spotlighting a guide for beginners or something it's like that beautiful oh <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't realize that was there, so I just thought I'd. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> Embarrass myself. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, so that's Spotlighter. Um, far more developed than I realized. Maybe I should. I could publish it. <laughs> Gosh. 
publish it right now. Um, so um, so what have you got? My next book I'm going to talk about is named The Fade. Oh, the main character is called Kara. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's the main character Fade. That's kind of a cool name. No, so this story is about light versus dark, and so there are people. There's a group called the Glow and the Fade, which is light and dark. <laughs> I mean, we have to categorize everything in YA. Yes. Everybody has to have a very specific is, title. Yeah. <laughs> so the glow run things and the fade are uh, like have been kind of banished from society and more of a like a folklore thing. Yep. Um the protagonist, so literally right on here, on their 16th or 17th or 18th birthday. <laughs> depending <laughs> on how old I want the protagonist to be. Um <laughs> Children go through a ceremony that decide what, uh, how their light shines. So they get like this necklace that glows in a certain way and it kind of de- yep. describes what kind of job you're going to have within the glow society. And so the protagonist goes and her necklace doesn't grow and glow at all because she's actually a fade and she gets like taken uh-huh. away because yep. she's not supposed to like exist. Um. It gets very vague after that. <laughs> like, it's very much like she gets taken away and she, she's like told she's a fade and she doesn't know what that means because like the fade have been all folktale, not real story kind of things. And then she gets, she someone helps her escape the glow and because they want her to help them to like overtake the glow because I think the, the main point of the story was that the glow are actually evil and the fade are not and yep. everyone just thinks the fade are bad because they're dark but the the glow have actually been like repressing the fade this whole time and they've been the ones who've been the bad guys you know How... a typical dystopian YA is where yeah. what you and think I was gonna say not happening yeah and I was gonna say really typical of like the light the white thing is good and mm-hmm. the dark shadow thing is bad and then usually they kind of flip around yeah so that was the idea and then so she like escapes the city and she goes in search of like the actual fade and like the truth of what happens and learning that like about her powers I guess her darkness powers um what what power what what power does she get as a fade what do I have? I have like I wrote traits, traits of the fade. They tend to go unnoticed like shadows. Sometimes their skin is like camouflage. They have great night vision. Their nature is to spread, taking over the light. They can corrupt the power of the glow necklaces that control the glow. Mm-hmm. Oh, so apparently they were being controlled by the necklaces they were given as teenagers. Oh, yeah, so that they got tested. Try. That yeah, ultimate control as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got traits of the glow. They tend to be the center of attention, very warm skin. Their nature is to spread, taking over the darkness. Um, can Some of them can make their glow, their skin glow. <laughs> That's what I wrote. What a cool power, actually. <laughs> I, I feel like that would track these days because everyone's doing a lot of skincare to get their skin yeah, absolutely. You just glow. naturally have a beautiful glow to your face. I think it was more yeah. like a torchlight thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> got it. So you can see things. I like spotlighters. We could do a crossover. <laughs> um. So yeah, she like basically goes out to figure out like 
the what the story is between the fade and the glow and her powers and realizing that the glow are bad and they're actually being repressed by the glow government and they have she like has to like team up with people to go and break this i think she may be the i think she may be the first fade born it says the protagonist is the first fade born in the glow for generations so i guess like fade and glow used to like cohabitate so probably oh that would make sense yeah a while ago but then you know all the fade got rid of got 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 rid of oh my god words but yeah i'm just like yeah that was like literally it like it doesn't really go past the brainstorm doesn't go past like getting her out of the city and a vague like she has to kind of go on this quest to overthrow the glow basically how many words overthrow the glow what a great (laughs) um great line there have you written that no (laughs) it is just okay so it's just it's yeah, like a very brain. short brain. This is one of my shorter brainstorms. This one's only this one's under a thousand words. Like literally, it's just like man, this in the two thousands. Oh, you'd be a millionaire. I know. Should have written more. Absolutely. Yeah, we should. We were born at the wrong time. I had so much time then. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> if I were better at, if I, I wish I had the time I had back then with the knowledge I have now. I would be freaking unstoppable. Yeah. <clears throat> So my main character was called Kara, and then the antagonist was called Juniper, apparently. Oh, her sidekick was called Zeke, who's like the. Happy I've definitely heard one. you use Zeke before. I don't think I've ever used Zeke before. Maybe it's something close. Then the love interest know. is Rain. He has dark, shaggy hair. Because the sidekick oh, has yes. blonde hair. Because the sidekick is the funny one, and the funny one always has blonde hair. Yes. Although and, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's like two other characters in here called Nadine and Andre, and they have no description about them at all. But that was it. That that was the the full idea for that book. Which I do like the idea of. Like, I like the yeah. premise of the light dark and the dark being good. So I like that part of it. So potentially I would I would love to write a story like that, not necessarily this story. <laughs> but yeah. with that premise, I could, would love to write something like that. I feel yeah. like it comes up a lot with other, like, going through some of my old stories. There are a lot of similar themes of those kind of things. There's like, I clearly like that concept and then I'm just trying to turn it into something else. And it, like, repeats itself with different ideas. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, where did you go? <laughs> there you are. <laughs> All right. Um, should I give you a very brief overview? Yeah, very brief because we got, like, Final six one. minutes left <laughs> on this time. That's fine. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a book that's called Pirate Ninja Princess because it has no title. This is one of the no title that books. That is the best title. <laughs> Pirate Ninja Princess. <laughs> it's like Let's... Princess Bride. That's what I'm picturing, Princess Bride. Absolutely not. In no <laughs> way. Um, All right, hit me. What is it? So, oh, okay. So it's about 5,000 words, which is not too bad. Um, so this is a book that follows a female pirate, a princess, and a 
she's she's a ninja, female ninja, but I'm not sure if we'll keep ninja because I feel like um maybe she's just going to be a warrior. But the uh, pirate is, uh, she's a captain of a ship and she's always drunk and she's always swearing and fighting, etc. She, <laughs> the crew hate her. So they throw her off the boat and she gets washed up in this town. Um, and she literally uh, steals shoes off a child so that she can walk into town. Um, and then <laughs> she goes and steals some other stuff to get her. And then she's got to basically start from nothing again. Um, the princess is in this kingdom uh, in the palace uh, ju- with just her parents and they've uh, got someone for her to marry and she meets him and it's one of those like arranged marriage things and she's like, mm, I don't think this is for me. Also, people are trying to kill her, like trying to poison her. So it's it's not a very pleasant life for her because she's kind of very restricted in what she can do. Yeah. Lots of people are trying to kill her all the time. She has that to be annoying. <laughs> this like blonde buffoon guy who's like, a bit of a noodle and she's like how no i am so over this um and she ends up running away whacks on a cloak runs away funnily <laughs> to that town that the pirate is in mm-hmm. and so the ninja is none of them have names at the moment obviously i think the pirate might be called esmeralda because that's a cool name that's a but cool pirate name <laughs> Ninja and her crowd are trying to take over the kingdom because they don't want, like, the monarchy thing anymore. Um, So they've planned an attack on the same day that the princess runs away to the town. Um, So they've gone to go and kill her and then kill everybody so that they can take over. Um, So her parents don't know that she's run away. They go to to the kingdom. She's not there. On the way, um, this ninja sees the princess in her cloak like riding away on her horse and she um her ninja friends don't really like her they don't really want a girl there they don't really respect her um and they leave without her and that's why she's a little bit later and so she sees the princess escape and so she follows the princess princess gets into town and the pirate sees that the ninja is following her and then the the pirate offers to like save her uh if she can give something in return and she's got money and it's on this island somewhere and uh under all these like security measures and she's like you can have it I don't want it I'll tell you how to I'll take you there and I'll tell you how to get it and then they've got the ninja also following them trying to thwart them all the time and basically capture her and and kill her and then at some point the blonde noodle of her arranged husband um tracks them down and kind of joins in and so they're they're all sort of like constantly fighting for that sounds what awesome trying to do. Yeah. i love that see this is the one that i've i've had it on the bench for a very long time I and remember- i was going to try and write it in mm. nano later on this year so I, I think it's quite a fun story You've mentioned it a few times of wanting to write it, but I actually didn't know what it was about. <laughs> so that's yeah, so, cool. so that's that's the 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 plot that I already know is going to happen. I have no idea what happens after that. I love that though. That sounds awesome. You should yeah. write that. That's not on your list for uh, this year, is it? No, it is. It's it is uh, November Nano. Oh, that's the one you're going to do for November Nano. Yay! Yeah. I'm excited. That's like end of next this year, whatever year it's it is. Cool, eh? Yeah. So cool. It's quite fun to write. 
I love talking about yeah. our old books. It's so good. <laughs> I know. It's so I, good. I love that we call it Pile of Shame. But then I'm like, oh, this, see, this one, I would definitely. Yeah, like I would take a part of this back. and I would reconstitute it into something better. Yeah. It's good. It reminds what? us. I'll forget again. <laughs> we just have to yeah. re-talk about them over and over again. <laughs> Sometimes it's good if you just plan them out and you don't actually write anything because when you revisit them 10 years later, like we're doing now, um, like I'm doing now, uh, it means that you don't have to, you know, scrap it and start it again. <laughs> yeah. Your writing style's different, so that'll be good. That's true. That's true. Yeah. This has been fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Bound Together. If you like our podcast, we'd love it if you would leave us a review. It really helps the podcast to be seen by more people. You can find mine and Sarah's books at most online retailers if you look for Laura Catherine or Sarah Gray. You can find us on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author and Sarah Gray Write Stuff. And you can find me on TikTok at Laura Catherine Author as well. And thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the year. We will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>